Hello, and welcome to the Working Tools Masonic Podcast, where today we will be discussing Washington Masonic Charities. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren all, welcome to the Working Tools Podcast, a casual conversation around Freemasonry. First, it's important to note that our opinions and thoughts are our own and do not reflect those of our Grand Lodge or respective craft or concordant bodies. Please connect with us and ask questions, either here on YouTube or on our Facebook page. We'd also appreciate a thumbs up and especially any comments on our videos. Working Tools Masonic Podcast. I'm Matthew Apple. I'm a Freemason here in the state of Washington, along with my co-hosts, uh, worship, very worshipful brother, excuse me, David Colbeth, who's also here in Washington with me, and worshipful brother Stephen Chung, who's up in British Columbia. And today we have a special guest, a very special guest, if I may say, uh, brother Ken Gibson, who is the executive director of Washington Masonic Charities. Thanks for coming out tonight, Ken. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So for those who may not know, Washington Masonic Charities is is the they sort of took all the good stuff in, in Washington Freemasonry and put it in one spot and said, Ken, you're in charge. So uh, I guess, Ken, would you mind uh, running us through just what exactly Washington Masonic Charities does these days? Sure. Uh, we've been uh, um, really for the last now going on about five and a half years, consolidating a lot of various activities, charitable activities around the, the jurisdiction that the Grand Lodge had been involved with. And we've narrowed it really down to, three primary things. One, of course, is assisting our uh, older Masonic brothers as well as uh, Masonic widows, uh, as well as uh, folks who are in distress, Masons who are in distress. Uh, second piece that we're working on happens to be uh, assisting youth who are experiencing homelessness in the public schools, uh, and especially unaccompanied homeless minors, kids who probably in olden times, you know, we would have been referring to as orphans. Uh, and then the third thing that we do is we focus on our Masonic library and museums, so preserving and sharing the Masonic heritage of Washington. And so all those things used to be under the Grand Lodge umbrella, right? And they, they separated them out a few years ago? Yes. And technically, they had been under three different 501c3 nonprofits. And in 2012, they were consolidated into a single nonprofit. Uh, basically, the uh, former Masonic Retirement Center, that single nonprofit absorbed the other two, which was the Child Identification Program uh, and the Library and Museum. And so it all falls, in, in technical kind of IRS terms, it all falls under one federal uh, identification number uh, for those purposes. And then um, what we did do in, what, 2015, uh, 2016, and, and around in that time frame, a lot of the committees that had been on the Grand Lodge side were in the Masonic Code and the Washington jurisdiction were moved under Washington Masonic Charities. So the way that I try to frame it is, is that we're – while we're a technically separate corporation, we're we're basically the charitable arm of the Freemasons of Washington. So we're we're very tightly uh, aligned and and uh, you know grant we're we're in the Grand Lodge building. We're part of it. So yeah, I, I didn't really think about that. The uh, you guys have your own offices there, and then the the museum and library are are right in the same building, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. 
And yeah, so we have. What, uh, yeah. How how is it that you guys support the um, the youth, um, the homeless situation with the youth? What does so you guys do? In particular, uh, in in the United States, every the federal government has an act called the McKinney-Vento Act, and that act requires that every single school district have a person who basically knows and pays attention to the kids who are experiencing homelessness in that particular school district. The idea is basically to make sure that those kids don't left, get, get left behind, that they have the resources that they need. And so what we do is at Washington Masonic Charities, our children and youth programs, we act as a bridge between local lodges and their school districts, and in particular, these folks that are known as McKinney-Vento liaisons or uh, homeless youth coordinators in the school districts. And so what we do is we encourage the lodges to support in the way that they can, whether that's financial or uh, contributing supplies or things like that. And then we work directly with those McKinney-Vento liaisons uh, to make sure that those resources get in the specific hands of the kids that actually need it. In a lot of ways, what we're doing is we're kind of flying under the radar of the school districts. Uh, and uh, what we're trying to do is to kind of bypass the bureaucracy and make sure that those people that are working directly with a homeless child make sure that that kid has the thing that they need. The idea is to keep them connected to the school. So our first lodge in uh, Washington jurisdiction that was supporting this effort was uh, Fairweather Number 82, which happens to be in Tacoma where I, I live. Uh, here in Washington and Western Washington, and they really got behind the program. And in the first year, they were able to contribute several thousand dollars into this. And what it meant was uh, just one example of, of how this worked out. The dollars from from Fairweather Lodge uh, were able to help. Uh, the, one of the first people that, that uh, we were able to work with was a, a mother and her, her daughter. They were living in her car. Uh, mom was working but didn't have enough to be able to get first last month's rent, security deposit, and so forth. And so they were living in their car. Uh, the daughter, who was 12, had a, a diabetic issue, uh, which basically manifested in a, in a wound. And uh, she had been in the hospital, and the doctors, they, they would not discharge her back to the car. Uh, the schools didn't have the resources for a hotel room, and what they really needed was about three nights stay in a hotel so that she could heal. The fantastic thing about this story was that it really didn't cost a whole lot. Out of out of those several thousand dollars that Fairweather gave, it was a few hundred dollars, both for the hotel room and we were able to get her some additional gift cards, things like that, just to get some clothing and some some basic food. That got them through that time frame that they needed to do that. But it also got them on the radar of the McKinney Vento liaisons in the schools, which basically translated into them being able to get into a shelter. And once they were in that shelter, because it was a mom and a daughter uh, in the particular age range that, that the daughter was in, that got them on a list for permanent housing. This was in February a couple of years ago. Between February and April, they went from living in their car to actually obtaining permanent housing. And one of the things that's really critical with, with kids who are experiencing homelessness is that they move from school to school. And every time they do that, they lose a piece of education. Those folks are still in their housing now. That girl is still tied to that school. She's being successful in school, uh, you know, aside from what's uh, uh, impacting all of us right now. But uh, those are the kinds of things. And what we do is we don't try to tell the McKinney-Vento liaisons what to do with the dollars. What we do is we say, what, what do you 
what, what will best serve that young person and help them stay tied to the school? As Masons, what we're trying to do is to look at this and, and reflect on kind of the Masonic values that that, that idea of education um, and, and, you know, if, if we think in terms of our second degree uh, and some of the things that we learn in that is that it it's really important not just for the person and for the well-being of the person, but fundamentally um, having an educated population is important for democracy. So it's, it's not just helping that one individual, although that's a very good thing. It's actually helping our communities in whole by keeping these kids, kids aligned in California. It's uh, an enormous part of the uh, prison population down there. This is one area where I've been able to see studies uh, that an enormous amount of that population, those, some of those kids, a, a good percentage of those kids, um, had experienced homelessness when they were in their teen years and growing up. And so if we can basically stop that, we're, we're doing good for our communities as well as for those individuals. But that's really the role that we play at Washington Masonic Charities. We serve as a bridge between the lodge and the school districts and facilitate that relationship and facilitate the dollars moving, moving back and forth to get in the hands of those kids. So, so is it that, so does it work in the sense of the, the liaisons come to you when they have a particular need that they um, are looking for some funding for in order to help somebody in particular? Or is it that you guys uh, put money in a fund for that purpose and they just access it when they need to kind of thing? We hold on to the dollars specifically for that purpose. They let us know, and, and we've, we've used basically kind of an online situation to, to streamline it as much as possible for them. Uh, they can put in that request, and basically, if it fits within the guidelines, and and we really don't. I mean, think about this. I mean, it, it, things like baseball cleats. You might not think, how's that, how's that helping a, a young person who's homeless? We're not solving the homelessness problem. What we're doing is we're trying to keep those kids tied to school. If that kid is has got onto that baseball team, and that's what they need to be able to stay on that baseball team and play, that's okay. One, it's good for them for their own mental well-being. Two, they're going to have to keep their grades up to stay on the team. So there's an incentive that comes along with this. And, and you know, 100, 125 bucks, 150 bucks to get a pair of cleats. So, so it's, it's extremely tailored. With, with what's going on right now with the coronavirus outbreak, we've, we've kind of backed away from that a little bit. And what we're doing right now is because, frankly, for a lot of the homeless kids, school is the safest place that they have during the day. Uh, we just don't think about that a lot. What you know, especially unaccompanied homeless minors, those kids who have no adults around them. They're not in foster care. They don't have aunts, uncles, grandparents looking at. They're they're literally on the streets or couch surfing. So school becomes that safe place. Well, in in this situation, since the schools are closed, the libraries are closed, everything is closed. Um, we're shifting, and what we're doing is working on. Uh, those McKinney Bento liaisons are still working, and what we're doing is we're getting gift cards in in their hands to help with food basic necessities, um, transportation is still an issue for some, in particular some of the teens uh, who maybe had a restaurant job and got laid off. Um, there's, there's a lot of that thing that goes on. So it's, um, it's very complicated. But that, that's what I'm saying. We try not to get too much into the weeds and try to determine too much for them what it's about. It's about keeping the kids tied to the school and making sure that their basic needs are met so they can learn. So is is the school that you choose or the contact, the McKinney Vento contact that you select, is it somewhat central to the 
where the lodge may be located or is there any kind of connection there? I, I, you know, obviously this, this young lady and her mom aren't necessarily a Masonic family, which is a great example of the expanse of Wash Masonic Charities or the ability of Wash Masonic Charities. But it's, it's great to see that the, the lodge is connected. But how does that, is it, again, is it in the area or just some, maybe somebody knows somebody, maybe they have a student at their own, how, what's the lodge connection, I guess, or Masonic connection there at all, if there is. Yeah, so, so basically what we do is we keep the, the, the dollars stay in the district that the lodge is in, or if the lodge wants it to go somewhere else, they can do that too, but, but basically, uh, so watch Masonic Charities, we, we channel the dollars through us. Um, and it also creates a situation where people can raise additional dollars and still get the, the tax benefit. We don't take any sort of percentage off the top of that. It's 100% in is 100% out. Um, and we work very hard to keep it within the district. Uh, Tacoma Chapter DMLA, for example, they're also participating in this. So the young men's group. Uh, is involved and uh, they're supporting two different uh, school districts right now because a lot of the kids are from uh, both the Stillicum School District and the University Place School District. And we don't tend to think about, well, you know, University Place, that's a, you know, a, a, a better off community. The homelessness uh, issue is, it, it's it's literally in every school district across the state. So um, we're not just doing it with lodges, but we're doing it with uh, our, our our entire Masonic family. Uh, we have uh, uh, Order of Eastern Stars participating in this over in the Kennewick area, so over in the Tri-Cities area. And right now, uh, I want to say we're working with uh, 16 or 17 different school districts uh, and various Masonic uh, uh, orders around those. So a little subtle thing you said, 100% in and 100% out. I know that in the, in the giving world, that, that there's a lot of contention in how much money actually gets into the hands of people that need it. And th th that little sentence is a very profound statement for Washington Masonic Charities and for understanding how Washington Masonic Charities is supported through Washington Masons and other people. And so how, can you explain that a little bit? I, I know that I've heard some numbers like, uh, uh, I don't want to name names of particular charities, but some of them are as high as they say as high as 97% of the funds go to the end user or, you know, 70% of the funds or, you know, a significant portion. But of course, just like any business, a charity usually has some administrative expense. So how is Washington Masonic Charities able to give 100% out of every dollar it comes in? Yeah, yeah. So two things embedded in this. This could be a whole nother, a whole nother discussion. The uh, Wise Giving Alliance, which is a collaborative with Better Business Bureau Charity Navigator and GuideStar issued a letter to donors uh, um, a few years ago now cautioning people to be looking at administrative cost as, as a uh, primary factor in giving because one organization's overhead uh, is, uh, it, there's no good way to compare apples to apples on that. Uh, in fact, in some cases, and I would say that this is actually the case for Masonic Charities, it could be too low. Uh, we have in the neighborhood of about 10%, uh, but what that means is, is that we also don't, we don't have the funds to invest in marketing and fundraising activities. And so those, those fall much flatter. So communicating uh, is more difficult because of that. Uh, and frankly, raising money is more difficult because of that. So it's, it, like I said, that could be a whole nother tangent. So how, how is Washington Masonic Charities funded and how are we able to do what we're able to do? Uh, predominantly, we're able to do what, what, we, what we are. We, we have, uh, boy, I should have looked up the, the uh, budget presentation here recently. Uh, about 42% of the funding that we receive 
uh, comes from endowments uh, that are held by the Grand Lodge of Washington. And then another 26 percent. Uh, you're going to make me do the math now. Is that 68 percent? Yeah, don't think, don't uh, do math on screen. Is it's horrible? Yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's a bad idea, right? Uh, Though that comes from trusts. Uh, so the the vast majority of funding that we receive is actually from Masons who have been long gone. Um, we un unfortunately we don't receive as much funding from current Masons uh, as uh, as we. As, as we would like. <laughs> uh, right now, we're, we're probably less than 2% than of the jurisdiction makes any contribution to Washington Masonic Charities whatsoever. There's a, um, a, a little bit of a fallacy uh, that uh, Masons in Washington, uh, I think, are under the belief that their uh, assessment, the Grand Lodge assessment, pays for Washington Masonic Charities. Doesn't. Not, not at all. Uh, the only thing that goes into anything, in fact, this will be stopping probably this this uh, coming year, uh, is that there is uh, seven-tenths of one penny uh, of an assessment. So a mason puts in 25 cents to the charity fund on an annual basis. Uh, that charity fund is held by Grand Lodge, and then those dollars come uh, over to Washington Masonic Charities. But in, in total, uh, that only yields about $2,500 a year. So it's it's not not of significance, um, and it's not to beat people up. It's it's actually the fraternity is not. Um, we I think at the local lodge level, uh, charity obviously is an important thing. It's a big thing. Uh, we talk about it a lot. It's 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 an important part of our work. And charity takes many different forms, whether that's dollars, whether that's actions, volunteerism, you know, a whole variety of things. Um, these organizations and the kind of work uh, that we do do take money. One of the things that I've I've put out, uh, so, some uh, will ask us. It's like, well, you know, why don't you use all that money just to pay for, uh, you know, older adults who need need skilled care? Well, an interesting thing is that if you took eighteen million dollars, if you took an endowment, uh, a big chunk out of the the vast majority of one of the endowments that that is available at, at the Grand Lodge, uh, that would basically pay for nursing homes for roughly 300 people for one year and the entire endowment would be gone. So we're in the position of, of really focusing on um, how it is that we're steward, good stewards of, of what we do. Our budget's about one. This coming year, very hard to say. We have passed a budget, but uh, um, I'm going to make some assumptions that, that uh, the numbers are going to change. Uh, this year and then last year, you could say that we're at about $1.1, $1.2 million a year. And the vast majority of that is focused on assisting our older brethren, widows, older adults, uh, focusing on that. That's where the, the bulk of our staff activity is. But in, an, in, a, in a nutshell, that's kind of the, the main composition of our funding is coming from trusts and, and endowment from Grand Lodge. And, and in uh, Washington Masonic Charities speak, the assistance to older folks is outreach services, which we'll, hope, we'll have a whole other conversation on that, but yeah, outreach yeah. services is your element. And eventually we do want to get Byron on the show mm -hmm. and have him talk extensively about outreach He's services. excited. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. Sorry. Go ahead. So uh, easy way to, you know, increase your donations is change the assessment. Um, in BC, we have uh, our it's good thing you're, it's good thing you're assessment. Canada. It's a good thing you're yeah, in Canada. Right? Well, you know, so we have our Grand Lodge assessments, which goes to cover the cost of running our Grand Lodge. Uh, but outside of that, we have a $20 per member uh, cancer car assessment, 
which we've recently found out is not you know necessarily just the cancer cart. We actually have a, a charitable organization structure, much like you guys have with respect to that. But it's it its sole purpose um, is funding the cancer cart program, and so uh, every member of British Columbia pays twenty bucks a year, and it goes to add to that capital fund and uh, the interest and things off of the capital funds runs the program, um, that kind of idea. Um, as well, there was a lot of, uh, what you say, uh, uh, large sums bequeathed by uh, brethren that have passed on uh, that were donated to that fund as well. Um, Just that's one way to increase it. I don't want to. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole too far. But what's the total per capita, more or less, in, in BC and Yukon? There, uh, it's twenty dollars per person. And well, it's just uh, the charity part, right? What's the, what's the rest of it? Oh, uh, I think we're around sixty-eight dollars or something like that for the Grand Lodge portion, right? So that's eighty-eight total. Yeah, and then there's your lodge portion, right? Um, our lodge dues this year are one hundred and seventy-five bucks. And it's all inclusive. So, um, so, so as a small plug, you can look down below or look above or to the side. There'll be a link for a, a whole discussion on dues that we had. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. I didn't, didn't want to go too far down that rabbit hole, but just that it's like three times the size of ours. But okay, it's an so. it's an interesting thing though, and 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 you know, people. I think a lot of people might think that I'd I'd be interested in in an assessment. And one of the, I, I am actually challenged by that. I had uh, been in a, a Rotary Club where um, there was some discussion of that, and and I think that, um, boy, if we were if we were in a tiled space, uh, I did a lot of second degrees this last year, uh, uh, circumambulations as a senior deacon, and spent a lot of time really really thinking about the the, the work that was going on in that. But uh, I think that the the thing that um, it's it's really really important that charity feel like charity, and and it's one of the hazards that we have, I think, with uh, with a grand lodge is, and I joke around with this with our grand secretary, uh, is that you know a grand lodge is a government, it sets the laws, uh, and you know, and it, all of us that vote are you know part of the setting of the laws. Uh, we tax, so we assess, right, uh, and we do the justice part. And it it, uh, it can become challenging, and, and I I mean I applaud I applaud uh, our brothers up in BC Yukon. I mean the cancer car program is phenomenal. Uh, I've you know I've I've had the uh, pleasure of, of talking with uh, two or three of your uh, now past grandmasters, um, and uh, it's uh, Ron Yates in particular, most worshipful uh, Yates. Uh, spent quite a bit of time with him at our lodge leadership retreat uh, maybe three or four years ago. Uh, talking with him about that program, there's a lot of good things. I mean, that's the thing is that that we can come up with these things in a lot of different ways. But to me, what's really important and and where it takes off uh, is, and I've believed this before becoming a Mason, is that it's it really when it comes from the heart, it it's it, it can be very very powerful. We had a brother who uh, just passed away, and he called me about a year ago. Um, well, now it's maybe closer to a year and uh, three or four months, uh, asking if he could. Uh, uh, you know, make us the beneficiary of an annuity. And he said, you know, I, I've got it till I'm 115. He was 94, I think. Uh, and he's like, my, you know, I don't have kids. My nephews don't need it. And 
And I was like, yeah, you, you know, you'll, and this, this is the kind of guy who would live to be 115. And unfortunately he, he had passed, uh, um, just, a, a back in January. Um, and, and, it, and, and that generosity left about $87,000. And so we've, we've been building an endowment for Washington Masonic Charities as well. And we've been able to apply to that. And that's one of the things that I'm really uh, working hard on encouraging and, and trying to get off the ground if uh, we can figure out where the economy goes uh, moving forward is uh, it doesn't have to be a big thing. Everybody, you know, Put put your your lodge, put your um, local Masonic charitable efforts uh, as a beneficiary and an insurance, um, uh, you know, on a four hundred one k. I mean, any of those things are not hard to do, and you don't have to do all of it. Make it one percent, two percent, small thing, five thousand um, dollars, you know, whatnot. I mean, that's something that I did with my insurance policy. Was you know, I I just took out and said, okay, we'll we'll put five percent of that uh, towards uh, Washington Masonic charities and. Uh, I won't know the difference. My family will still do well, and hopefully I don't need it sooner than later. <laughs> so what's, um, uh, what am I trying to say? As the, the deputy, I've been asked to wrangle up uh, if anybody wants to make donations to Washington Masonic Charities to meet part of the Grandmaster's sort of challenge to everybody this year to, to raise $40,000 for Washington Masonic Charities. Um, so if somebody wants to, to meet, help meet that goal, how would they go about uh, donating to you guys? Super simple. Go online, gmcharity.org, and you can make an online donation right there. That's one way to do it. Uh, you can send a check in uh, and careful, make it to Washington Masonic Charities, not Grand Lodge. We, we, we do have a fair amount of that. So make a check to Washington Masonic Charities. Uh, Most Worshipful Charles Wood is asking for uh, folks to consider a $40 contribution, but if, you know, five bucks is what somebody can do, then that's perfect. Um, whatever, whatever moves somebody, uh, that can be sent to, again, Washington Masonic Charities, care of Grand Masters Charity, P.O. Box 65830, University Place, 98464. And that's in Washington. So yeah, and I might uh, be wanting to send somebody to talk to you guys, depending on what happens with our cancer card program. We may actually... Um, be losing that program here in Can in BC. Um, uh, be very sad if it gets to that point. But um, the uh, Cancer Society is uh, trying to offload all legal responsibilities to Grand Lodge, um, and uh, we're not up for that. Um, we've we give them money, we, buy, we pay for vehicles, we insure the vehicles, we pay for the insurance on the vehicles, but the vehicles go in the name of the Cancer Society and so on. They're all donated and everything. Yeah, everything's donated. Um, but when, 20, when only 20% of the volunteers that, that operate the program are Masons and the rest, are, 80% are not, um, we're not we, we can't take on that liability. And um, so the program might actually get canceled by contractual legality. And uh, if that's the case, we have millions of dollars in, in uh, funds <clears throat> that are generating regular revenues that we'll be looking for other types of things to do. And I like the format of what I've heard so far about the um, Washington Masonic Charities. Um, 
in helping the you know the few things you know you focused on a few things but really that help on a local level i really like that so we're uh, we're running short on time we're not quite to the end yet but i want to make sure we sort of wrap up the the youth portion of washington masonic charities if you will so i know there's a scholarship program also that you guys administer right are there other in addition to the scholarship program are there other youth operations there We've, we've focused on really three different areas and, and in the last, one of the challenges that we've had is trying to get off the ground over the past few years and uh, uh, David will know this, he's a former board trustee of Washington Masonic Charities. We, uh, the evolution was, was interesting and, and I kind of likened it to, uh, you, you got kind of a, a, a basket of parts, make a airplane and make it fly really well except by the way the plane's already flying and so you know try to figure figure that out so we've gone through a number of iterations with our youth programs and what we've what I've tried to do is to really focus everything and align it very concretely with Masonic values so that's why you've seen us move into orphans and working with those homeless youth and particularly unaccompanied homeless minors that's that's something that every Mason's going to understand Another component that we have right now, and it's probably, it's a little lower on the priority list, but it's there, is a program called Think Civility. And that's a program that's designed to work with young people uh, to help them understand uh, in, in a time when we're not necessarily seeing a lot of civility around us, understand why it's important to have civility. And again, that's, that's a thing that just fits squarely with Masonic values. Uh, how do you, you know, it's not just the politeness and holding doors, it's how do you, how do you get things done when maybe you, you know, one, one person comes from one religious background, one comes from another, one comes from, you know, one race, another race, different cultural backgrounds, urban, rural. How do we get stuff done when we have all these different backgrounds? Well, the practice of civility, the, which is fundamentally the practice of listening, uh, two ears, one mouth, uh, you know, proportionate. Um, it's, it's helping kids develop and learn the tools to do that. And, and in some respects, using our Masonic working tools as a way of helping us uh, show that. I've, I've got a, a program that I put together and we haven't used it yet, but uh, I will tell you that the three pigs and working tools lend themselves quite well to uh, stories of civility. <laughs> so, uh, so that that's definitely one uh, that that we're working on, uh, and we're working particularly with our Masonic youth orders with that. And then, ideally, what we're doing is training those kids to be able to go out into their school situations or peer groups and and kind of pass it on. So there's there's been a lot of good work that's gone on with that. And then, of course, the scholarships. This year, our scholarships have been focused around uh, our Masonic Youth Order. So we have one scholarship for uh, Dimalay, Job's Daughters, and International Order of Rainbow for Girls. And then uh, one of our trusts uh, is exclusively uh, has a scholarship fund that's exclusively to support uh, children, grandchildren, uh, relatives of Masons in good standing in Washington. And so uh, what we've done is we've taken those dollars and broken them up uh, regionally, kind of, so kind of divided the state into quadrants. And so we will uh, have, have that going on. And, and while I'm looking at my clock here, just uh, probably about two hours ago, they started their meeting on making some of the decisions about uh, the scholarship uh, award winners. We just closed up uh, at the end of March and uh, they're, they're making their decisions at this point. So those are really the three youth programs we're focusing on. Uh, we have focused on a lot of other ones. We will help lodges with bikes for books from the vantage point of acting as a fiscal sponsor. 
uh, but but we're not actively involved in bikes for books or child identification, um, even the Masonic Model Student Assistance Program, which is one that we had done. Um, those are things we can't get very much traction on. Assisting the homeless youth, though, that one, uh, when I go in a room and I talk to Masons about that one, the heads are all going, yeah, uh -huh, I get it, I understand that one. Uh, and so what we're trying to do is to stay focused on those things that, again, that we speak to uh, in our Masonic work, even even if symbolically. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of uh, Masonic orphans, if, if any, that we're working with right now. So symbolically, uh, uh, contributing to our community's orphans is uh, a big priority. Well, and with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of the Working Tools Podcast, and there will be shortly a uh, uh, episode two of our conversation with uh, Brother Ken Gibson, who's the Executive Director of Washington Masonic Charities. So with that, on behalf of David and Steve and myself, Ken, thank you very much for being here this evening. Thanks for and, having me. I appreciate it. And thanks to, all, thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you soon. Goodbye.